0: My name is Patrice Dutil. My friend is Greg Marshallden, And together we're hosting the, um, what's it called? <laughs>
1: what
0: do we call this thing again?
1: <laughs>
0: My name is Patrice Dutille. My name is Greg Marshallden. Together we are hosting Witness to Yesterday, Explorations in Canadian History. History is limited by what we can recollect, by what we can capture about the past. And the best way to capture the past is to look at what people have left behind. The idea of this podcast is to share the discoveries that are being made every day by Canadians about their past. We're looking at letters, we're looking at diaries, we're looking at government documents, we're looking at speeches, we're looking at anything that gives a sense of how Canadians bore witness to their times. What is the value of that eyewitness account? What does
1: it tell us that we did not know? What can we learn from these eyewitnesses of yesterday? The way historians write has increasingly become distant from the way in which people talk and think. And so there's a division now between professional history and most of the population. And so what we hope to do in this podcast is actually bring those two back together again. We like to contextualize.
0: We like to put the documents in their period, understand them the way their contemporaries would have understood them, but also to bring them back to today. And how
1: do we interpret that document that was written so long ago. And so at the end of every podcast, you're going to hear us talk about, well, what does this mean? Why does it matter in terms of today, in terms of your life, in terms of my life? Greg,
0: we live today in a world that is deeply challenged when it comes time to thinking about history. I have the impression more and more that Canadians are intimidated by their history. They're afraid to hear about it. They're afraid to learn bad
1: things about it. And I think that that's unfortunate. I also think that what appears to be boring to a lot of people, when you get it down to it, becomes fascinating. Because it's a lot more personal than people think. It's not distant. Oh, it's absolutely. It's actually very close. Absolutely. We have to remember that history is done by people,
0: individuals, men and women, writing in different periods of their lives, giving account of what they've seen, of what they've experienced, of, of what they've heard. And inevitably, these informal renderings of, of the past can inform us because they're written on the fly. It could be a letter, it could be uh, a diary entry that that spontaneously reveals a state of mind that we may find, in fact, very relevant, that we may find uh, to be quite close to the way we think today. We think of people 100 years ago having completely different thoughts. In many ways, they did have different thoughts, but in many ways, their thoughts aren't that remote from the thoughts that we have today. What do you say, Greg, to this notion that the past is a foreign country?
1: Well, you know, to some extent it is because there's a very different context that people live in in the past. But human beings are still motivated by the same forces, the same pressures. They have to eat, they have families, they have all kinds of pressures from their work. They're no different than we are in that respect. What
0: makes me interested in history is trying to understand the aspirations of previous generations. What did they hope for? What motivated them to take on particular challenges? And for me, that's always fascinating. What moves people to say, I'm not happy with the way things are now. I want to move things. I want to change things. Those are the people I find really interesting. Greg, you teach in health policy at the University of Toronto. Why would anybody want to listen
1: to you? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I don't know why they would either. <laughs> I was first drawn to history when I was very young, and I began to read constantly. Anything I could lay my hands on about all kinds of history. Over time, I realized that Uh, it helped me understand the world. It wasn't just something to satisfy my curiosity, but it helped me to navigate the world. And in fact, later on, I combined the two things. I became a canoeist. I used to go over long distances to retrace the roots of the famous scientific explorers, fur traders, and voyagers across Canada. So Greg, when you're canoeing down the Churchill River, do you think about history? I think about history constantly. It just pours through my brain as I'm looking at the scenery every moment. And when I stop and talk to people that live along the river system, what I'm really asking them about and what we're really exploring is Canada's history, not just the history of their families but the communities that went before them. And retracing the steps of the people that went before me was absolutely fascinating.
0: I've always loved history. From the time I was a little boy, I think I was stung by some particular bee.
1: You were the editor of the Literary Review Canada. In fact, you founded that very famous magazine. Tell me what the connection is between history and your ambition to establish what is now Canada's premier literary vehicle.
0: The inspiration is the same one that brings me to this table, actually. From the very beginning, I've always wanted to see more dialogue between people who wrote books and people who read books. And the vehicle of the Literary Review of Canada was exactly that. I discovered the Champlain Society when I was invited to someone's home, and they had this magnificent library of red books, a wall of red books. And I had to see what kind of collection was this. Was it an an encyclopedia? No. Every title was different, but it all, had, they, all the books had their red jacket. And I said to myself, one day, I want to be a part of this Champlain Society. I want to see
1: if I can help it along.
0: And here we are doing a podcast.
1: The question about historians is they record history, but they don't do history in the sense of they're not active participants, mm. right? You don't have to
0: be an eminent person to make history. The simple soldier in Canada's First World War made history. We may not know his name, but he made history. The women who worked uh, at home made history, who developed various businesses to supplement their income, to farm the farms made history. The canoeist. The voyageur. The the voyageur made history. From the prime minister down to the little kid. We all do history, don't we? We all make history. Each and every one of us Greg, your vast experience in government, in policy, as a historian, is going to make this podcast really interesting for me.
1: Patrice, you seem to know every journalist and every writer in the country. I know that you're going to bring some of those people to the podcast, and you're going to interview them, and you're going to let me interview them, and I think we're going to have a rollicking good time. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Champlain
0: Society podcast. My name is Patrice Dutil. My name is Greg Marshallden. This interview was recorded in the Allen Slate Radio Institute at Ryerson University. It was produced by Sabrina Birch, Cindy Long, and Vince Piet. Thank you all, and see you next time.